This is Rumor Control, and here are the facts. You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're continuing our Alien Retrospective series with Alien 3, or Alien Cubed, or the third movie in the Alien franchise, Alien 3. You have no trouble. Me, fifth element, supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. the third power why the fuck is the title written that way yes we just made a joke that you actually have to look at the one sheet of the movie to know what the joke is you know but they they did write that the title that way and the actual movie it's yeah. just like yeah it's like yeah. alien the third power <laughs> let's start this podcast off correctly now that we've rambled i'm brian elkins with me tonight mr jeremy benson thanks for having me back and mr wahid alcalaz mate hello hello and guys, we're talking Alien 3 here tonight. And David Fincher's best film yet. <laughs> Which could have been true if he never got hired to make a film after this. <laughs> it's, it's the best first film there is, you know, maybe. The, what, the best first film? I'm joking. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know, man. There's, I don't know. A lot of filmmakers' first movies are kind of shitty, though. Yeah. But there except, are those you know, random... Like Sam Mendes, like that's probably the best first film I can think of. Like American Beauty, like damn, that's your first movie. Uh, that's just well, that, that was a product of like the time. Still a good movie. All art's mm. a product of his time, though, right? No, not all. I mean, you, you know, unless you're like Ridley Scott, you're making shit like forty years ahead of its time. That's true. Art of its time, not appreciated in its time. But before we get into actually Alien 3, I did want to talk, guys, because this movie has just one of the most insanely ridiculous production stories ever. Like, how this movie got developed. Like, all the ideas and problems. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were just so many different stories for this film. Uh, Rennie Harlan was attached at one point. He left because he just couldn't figure out how to make it different. Here's the problem. You got to live up to Alien and Alien. Well, he he was definitely wanting to follow in the action mode of James Cameron from the way he was talking on that making behind the scenes thing. 
I don't, I don't think he knows. He's like, man, you know, hey, we're going to have this nice drama piece. These people are going to kiss. It's going to be a great moment. And this plane's going to come down and blow shit up over here in the background. I, you know, I, I, would have, I, would have, I would be interested in seeing his version of Alien 3. Yeah, it sounded cool. I don't know. I could I could have I you know, I'm I'm glad he passed and went to Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2 is more of Rennie Harlem's sensibilities. I don't know, man. It may have been really interesting. I bet we would have got the uh cargo suit back, bigger, badder, and probably in a ridiculous scene that doesn't make any sense, but I bet it would have come back. <laughs> the power loader makes its return. Oh my gosh. The queen alien would have been three t- there would have been three queens. For no apparent reason. Yeah, but I mean, he did have a cool idea. You know, he's, he's like, I had two options I wanted to do. Like, the first one is, you know, go to the alien planet and show like what the aliens are like, and and then the second one is kind of like what they use for the trailers because they kind of pulled the trigger before the script was done and they actually finished the film. But you know, what what would happen if aliens came to planet Earth? You know, the the whole trailer was like, you know. In 70-whatever, in 78, no one can hear you scream, but on Earth, everyone can hear you scream kind of concept. That was him. In 1979, we discovered in space, no one can hear you scream. In 1992, we will discover on Earth, everyone can hear you scream. I remember seeing that on TV, this was before the internet. You didn't have the internet, you know? And if uh, a movie wasn't announced in, like, a like wait, Starlog wait, or Fangoria... Wait, 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 what do you mean it was before the internet? <laughs> There's always been an internet. No, no, this was before. They invented the internet in, like, 1950. The concept got You created. just didn't have access to it. <laughs> anyway. We'll ask Al Gore. He invented it. <laughs> when did you first start using the Oracle? Oh my goodness! But yeah, this it was before the internet. So seeing that come on television for the first time, and seeing the planet Earth and the egg, and on Earth everyone will hear you scream. I fucking lost my goddamn mind, man. I was uh, t- ten. No, it was nine when I saw this trailer when it came out because it would have been ninety one. You know, I think I, amazing. I probably would have liked that movie better than The Prison. Me too. I, I think I would have at that. the time. Yeah, yeah. I I would still now. Really. Yeah, yeah, I think I would, yeah. I was a huge fan of it the first time. Not a big fan of it now, so I'm not going to be agreeing with you a lot. It's going to be a <laughs> shit show. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, this, okay, first time I saw it, I did hate it. I, I did really dislike this movie. To- totally hated it. Uh, walked out mad at the film. And, really? Yeah. We'll go into the story beats of like all the shit that they do. I just, I mean, to me, I've never, I, I've never, I don't dislike the movie, but I don't. Love the movie. I give credit to Fincher for finishing. I would love to see his, you know, three and a half hour cut that he did. I think that would be interesting. And I was watching that making of, and apparently there's a lot of themes and stuff that they just cut out that really pissed him off. Oh, they they put him back in in the assembly cut of the stuff that they shot, but they never shot the full movie when they were first shooting in England. Yeah, they left before they had it finished. He started before they had it written. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know, and they were still writing it as he was shooting it. I mean, can you imagine showing up to set and they're like, all right, um, Here you know we're starting. <laughs> um, what do you want to shoot? <laughs> Kids, finish your script first always, before you make your fucking film. It always it always reminds me of a... Have you ever seen the... Um, <laughs> That's damn true. The making of uh, Richard Donner's Superman? 
Ah, uh, no, I don't. I haven't seen that yet. There's a there's a funny scene where Richard Donner's talking about when if he doesn't know what to do in the scene, he would just walk out and he would say, uh, let's lay thirty foot of dolly track." And that would give him time to think about what they were going to do. After a little while, the crew caught on, and they would just come up, are we laying dolly track this morning? <laughs> well, let's lay some dolly track. <laughs> but, yeah, this, this, was, uh, this was a film that was greenlit uh, with, with another director, uh, Vincent Ward, who has story credit on this movie, Alien mm-hmm. 3. Had this crazy fucking idea for the third Alien film. They started building sets for this, too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, when Fincher landed in England, they, like... Half the set from the original idea that guy had was already built. That's nuts, man. Like, goddamn, that's such, that's a lot of money. You're taking a production over and you have to repurpose somebody set. Like, half the fucking thing's built. The shape is already there. You can't change the shape of it. You right. can paint it. You can add shit to it. Well, well, p- paint a picture to, to your audience about... Uh, what kind of idea this guy had? Because, I mean, it was kind of cool. A lot of those elements kind of stayed in the film, you know, but nonetheless, it was kind of a crazy idea, you know, with a, a six-foot atmosphere and all the shit. I think it's a pretty cool idea. Actually, the wooden planet. Yeah. Like that, I think that's kind of a cool idea. It, visually, yeah. like, that would be... I don't know exactly how it plays in once you get, like, an alien loose and you're crawling across the top of the planet or whatever. Well, yeah. no, that, that the, that's the part that I thought was so fucking awesome. In David Fincher's film, the the prisoners, it's, they're kind of hard to care for because they're prisoners. That is one of the things I don't... Yeah, I, but kind of that and they're all bald and it makes it hard to tell who's who. Well, because they also kept like the concept of that they were monks. So, okay, so originally, you know, it's supposed to like, you know, Ripley crash lands on this wooden makeshift uh, planet that has a core that like, you know, filters the air and the water and all that stuff and it has like green grass and whatever it is and it's made out of fucking wood. Yeah. All right, so she crashes there. in the middle of it. Yeah, and so this monk, and so it's, it's populated by people that hated technology and the, the various different planets we colonized at that point, and they kind of like made their own universe, and they retrieved to like more of a like evangelical, like you know, God fearing Christians with cathedrals that were like you know amazing, amazingly built and all that stuff. And yeah, so it's supposed to be you know she crash lands on on this land of monks, and then the alien's supposed to be this devil, and so that's why they all blame. Uh, in the original script, they blame like Ripley for that, and you know you brought the devil upon us. So they kept some of those elements to the you know prisoners were all God fearing people, but it was all men, which made it ooh you know they had like little bars on them you know so like oh they're in a brotherhood you know like uh, either religious brotherhood or frat brotherhood whatever it is you know it's it was it's kind of weird that that's why this film suffered because like they took someone else's idea for something completely different and like try to make it you know work for this thing I don't know it's just fucking weird. That idea, man, where like Ripley is is thrown in the the depths of this planet and crawling around in the darkness, like trying to get away from the alien mm. after it's killed some of these monks and man, well, it sounds I, like a cool idea to me. It, it does sound cool. It sounds like it could be really like, creepy. Just this weird man made wooden planet. It's a cool idea. I kind of <laughs> wish they would have made it. Like, well, I, I think the producers nixed it because the only way for the alien to travel through tunnels would have been shit tunnels, like literally where people take shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the sewage system, <laughs> and they're like, we can't put aliens inside <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, what I Change understand, it. <laughs> once they hired Fincher, he had the idea to do it in a prison. So now they 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 had the the producers floated the idea before the that. Prison? Yeah, 
Yeah, so Fincher when so he came, so many screenwriters, yeah. man. It's hard to keep track of. Yeah, there the there are five producers and eight screenwriters on this, so it tells you how many different people they had. You start this franchise with a like kind of a low budget sci fi movie that can kind of float in under the radar, and then by the time they're doing this one, they're hoping it to be like this tent pole. We're gonna make some money. Yeah, dude, 20th Century Fox put a lot into this. This is a $50 million fucking movie in 1992. And then you think about it, and you think about what he was just talking about, how they put $50 million into it and then allowed it to be such a clusterfuck. You would, you would think at some point they would like, okay, we got $50 million in this, guys. Let's back up. Let's really think about this. We'll push the release date back. We're going to make this good. I mean, I don't think they could push the release date back. I think that's... This is- all 20th Century Fox had that was a surefire hit for the summer. So they, <laughs> I know, right? That's why all this pressure got put on David Fincher, and this it just it just collapsed. It's a comedy of errors, man. It it really is. You got to watch the behind the scenes because it's even even the title of the documentary is hilarious. <laughs> There's a, like did wreckage, you guys watch the other and rage or something? Yeah. There's another documentary that came out in like 2005. Why it didn't work? Alien Three. It's about an hour long. If you haven't seen that, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Was it uh, going through like like criticisms of the movie and why it didn't work, or and it goes into like the making and oh, okay everything that happened. But you get some of the same stuff that's on the DVD, and you get some new stuff. Does it actually have a Fincher interview? No. God damn it! Getting fucking mm-hmm. finding an article where Fincher actually talks about. It. I was able to find one on. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. It was some British thing, BBC thing he did where he had some interview. It doesn't seem like he's real. He was real happy with this. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, it was it was his first film, man. I mean, he was a brilliant, like you know, commercial director before that, and uh, yeah. someone at Fox Studios loved him and said, you know, fuck it, you know, you guys are having all these problems. Bring this young guy in. After all, like you know, James Cameron. Obviously, yeah, he had a hit with Terminator before he did Aliens, but he wasn't like I think they were almost coinciding. It, it, like he got hired on Aliens before Terminator became this, you know. Yeah. Sure, fire hit of the of of when it got released. Same almost with Ridley Scott too, you know, because he did like only one like obscure film before Alien, The Duelist. Yeah, so you know they're like, all right, well, you know, we're kind of almost notorious for. I mean, yeah, you know what? Fucking props to those guys. They launched three amazing directors with this franchise, you know. Yeah, I I, I like all the directors for the Alien films. Yeah, there's not who, there's who not did one. the fourth one. Uh, uh, a guy did Amelie and. Uh, the uh, city of lost children. What's that? really? Yeah, the French guy. Yeah, John. See, something. See if it, if it's if Jean Pierre Genut. If it's not American or British, man, it's gonna just suck. Alien belongs to the Americans and the Brits. No one else. No one else can touch that shit. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Cameron's Canadian. Well, that's that's the fifty first state. It doesn't what? fucking matter. Mexico's fifty two. You know. <laughs> Come on. I don't know, man. We're trying to build a wall to separate no, South Park. <laughs> My son was reading his, uh, doing his social studies homework before I came over here, and part of it was the guy that named Canada, and apparently Canada was a Indian word that meant a settlement. Wow. There you go. Yep. See, it's not even a real country anyway, man. It's just a settlement. <laughs> it's a fucking settlement. It's the 52nd settlement. At least their country's name means something. What the fuck does America mean? Yeah, uh, Federico Americo, man. Whatever the guy's first name is. It's named after an Italian dude. 
Yeah. So what? What did he do? He took his dick out and pissed on the fucking shores. He said, it's mine. It's <laughs> mine. Yeah. No, no, he didn't. He lost it. He lost it to some Brits. And they're like, yeah, we'll keep the name. Fuck it. Why not? kind of grew on us, guys. Like Americas from that one guy. What's that, what's that joke? What, History's uh, so weird. Louis C.K. Like did. Where Christopher Columbus lands and goes, we're in India. So you guys must be Indians. No. You're not Indians. Fuck it. We're just going to call you Indians forever and ever. For now on, you're Indians. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Christopher Columbus. What a dumbass. Oh, uh, hey, you know. You know we were talking about, like, revisionist history, like, not too long ago. Last night. Yeah, Christopher Columbus. We still celebrate Columbus Day, and that guy's, like, a terrible asshole. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, how 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 do we get so off topic? What the fuck were we? Well, hey, you know we're talking about immigration it's, it's, it's and you know coming fault. into foreign lands. No, I mean it's kind of you know within the same realm of thought. You know, she goes into a foreign planet. When y'all first saw this, and Newt and what's the other dude's name? Hicks. Oh, Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, Newt and Hicks dead. are dead at the beginning of the movie. How let down were you? I was, man. I was like, oh, man, I was hoping they're like, they survived. It's like going to be a family. They're like hanging out. Uh, you know, almost if you're going to just kill them off right at the beginning, I almost would rather you just like have her get back. Going back to what we were talking about, like have it happen on Earth, have her back. And I know. And then she finds out that the company has got one of these things and it's gotten loose or, yeah. you know, something like that. Something like that. Or even, even so like they're off in the world somewhere. You don't, they don't have to be dead. Yeah, and man, that girl's yeah. face looked gruesome, man, too. I, mean, I was like, wow, you guys made that little girl like, she, oh, She died painlessly. I, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, she drowned say, painlessly. Right? I'm like, what? And they, they showed her, in the fuck, they show that shot in the goddamn fucking movie with her, like, like it, horrified frozen, face. Yeah, man. Frozen, frozen, horrified yeah. face. Like, just drowned in the, I'm just floating in my cryo tube. Hey, hey can, can we talk, since we're talking about Hicks, what's the guy's name again? Uh, Michael. Michael uh, Bean. My, yeah, like, hey, if you're an actor out there, don't be very difficult. Because I don't know if you ever seen his uh, his interviews where he's like, man, I kind of fucked up. So he was pissed that they didn't ask him oh. to come back into the film. Yeah. So he was being really difficult with the producer. And he's like, oh, uh, you know, somehow like a girlfriend of his or a fellow actress was on the Bond stage while they were there. She's like, look, I, I saw prosthetics of you. And it looked like your head was smashed. So he like called up his manager. Manager called up Fox. He's like, hey, that's like his likeness. You guys are going to have to pay us like $40,000. He's pissed. You guys didn't call him back for the film. He said he ended up getting paid more for letting him use his picture, his picture. in this movie yeah. than he did making the other movie. Yeah, making Aliens. But then he was like, God damn it. But I think I pissed off Fincher, man. If I'd known what Fincher, I, if I'd known it was Fincher and it was going to be, you know, Fincher right. would become Fincher, I would have just shut the fuck up and let him take it and just, you know, said, hey, use me for your next one. It so was hey, kind of shitty, though, man, for them to do that. Yeah, you I mean, because, I mean, business-wise, they owe him. They can't just use his likeness without going, hey, can we use your likeness? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that, Na that... Nowadays, they can. Back then, they can't. It's crazy, man, how fucking times changed. Yeah, it depends on the contract. Yeah, I know, but it, almost, uh, that's what I'm saying, almost every producer will have, in perpetuity, rights to your likeness for that character for the rest of life in any fucking media, in any universe, and if... Hey, if you're an aspiring actor, you're signing that shit. And that guy, when he did Aliens, he was not a big deal either. No, if he's got a good lawyer, they'll 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 make sure that if it's a sequel, I'm getting paid. It's just it's just crappy just to kill his character off like that. I mean, that's I mean that, that's well, the I, thing. I think fifty million dollar film. You would think that if you're if you're gonna kill kill it off, at least just bring him back 
and shoot a scene. Yeah, give him a, a hero send off. Right. Yeah. I yeah, totally like, 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 like a big piece of glass from the cryogenic fucking bed he's in, like, breaks and, like, busts his eye out, and he goes, ah, and he just dies. Like, what would, like, in the storyline, what, what, how would they give him a send off? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't work. Well, I, you, I can't see it. Emotionally, you could, when the, the ship lands, you're on this island, planet of prisoners, right? Yeah. And, it, you know, you don't know if you, you can trust them or not. They almost rape, uh, Sigourney Weaver. So what if he's unconscious and then he wakes up at some point and they kill him? Some of them kill him because he's now, you know, they don't know what he is. Like, that could be emotional. At least it's know, something. As, as a producer, yeah. I'm thinking how those producers thought. That's just another fucking headache. I already don't have a script when I went to production. <laughs> well, the producers on this caused themselves enough headaches. Well, like, I, I, I think I think most of the, my problems and things I hated with this were, were things that they wrote in and, and they took out in the script before Fincher was even involved. Like, Hicks and Newt were out before Fincher was there. You know, mm-hmm. like that was that was in Vincent Ward's script. Yeah. It was just going to be Ripley. It you take away the entire climactic fucking ending was, of yeah. Aliens. Like to me, if you're, you're just going to have it be just Ripley, then write a story that we don't have to just kill him off and we can just move on. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, even though I hated that they killed him off, because I agree with you on that. You know, I and I can kind of see where the producers were coming from. I did like how they, like, started out the film, basically, like, they gave you the cliff notes, like, girl is dead, guy is dead, they take her into the infirmary, you know, it's like, for, per graphics, you know, it just says, like, you know, Lieutenant Hicks, deceased, you know, uh, the droid, what was his name again? Um, Bishop. Bishop, yeah, and it says, you know, non-active or whatever it was. I, I, I thought that was cool, because it gave me all I needed to know in, like, under 30 seconds. Even though I don't agree, I'm I'm in agreement with you guys. Uh, I don't agree with the fact that they killed him, but you know, at least technically the way they did it was pretty cool. It was like thirty seconds in. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm over it now. Let's just see what this shit is. It kind of retro taints the end of Aliens. It does in so many fucking ways, man. It do- it does in so many ways. And when I saw this at the age of fucking ten, I I hate I experienced hatred for a movie that I I did not know. Um, <laughs> It could possibly exist before because I was a fan of fucking aliens. And if you and watch you this think, movie, you would think the producers wouldn't want to like retro make you not like the one before it, <laughs> right? The successful one before it. That's not a you know that's not a smart move for your franchise. I just I I just could not get over it as a kid. Like you killed off every single character that I liked. You killed everybody off. Except Ripley. And you replaced them with rapists and murderers. I don't know, man. When when you get done and you watch this film and you watch Alien and Aliens and then you're watching this in in terms of being a sequel and not a standalone film, this is a shit sequel to Aliens. I don't understand. Like, what are they... What is the story that they're trying to tell with Ripley's character here? What is the fucking point of this movie? I think I think it's a product of they had a release date. They had to come to it. They've hired three different directors that all wanted to make something separate from the franchise. And then they ended up taking the second guy's idea and pretty much the entire script. Because, I mean, the structure of it is there. Like, even Clemens' character is in there. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much this, his fucking idea. That's why they ended up giving him story by, you know? And then they just said, okay, well, we don't like the whole wooden thing and medieval thing and the cathedral, but... 
we're going to steal like 90% of all the elements, change all the dialogue and the scenery, and then we'll just hire a new one. And so I don't think any thought was put into it the way you guys are thinking of it, you know, in hindsight, 30 years later, whatever the fuck it is, you know? 25 years. 25 years later. That's right. You know? 25th anniversary for you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And just sometimes, you know, because, you know, we keep forgetting films are also a business. It's not just an art form. It know? is, but you, I don't understand, like, as a producer that is making money for a business, how you could not just see, like, how you're alienating your audience. If you're out for making money, how can you make this movie and possibly think, oh, yeah, you know what? The fans that saw Alien and Aliens don't want to see it. <laughs> they're going to love this movie, man. We kill off everybody that they care about. We give nobody anything to do, and we make the movie depressing as – this movie is sad and depressing as ball shit. Yeah. It's seven wrapped uh. up as an Alien film. Lighting-wise, like, technically, it's not as dark as the other two films. The other two films were a little bit more moodier, but this film definitely, tonally, is way darker than the other two. And it's weird, man, because it's not as good as the other two. Yeah, I just sort of feel like the the producers, where they, you know, the other two movies were smaller budgets, and they probably, you know, put a little bit more care into it. And this, they were probably handling a lot more, and I don't think they really thought too much. I think they were thinking more of shock value of... Okay, well, let's we'll have these people dead, and then we'll kill Ripley, and she'll be pregnant with an alien, and it is it is a terrible fucking sequel to Aliens, and a terrible continuation of of, of this franchise. It it is, man. It, it, it is. It feels out of place. Yeah, the tone is different. You know, if you took Sigourney Weaver, cast her into some, you know, turn hers into somebody else, and then replace the, the xenomorph with just some other creature, you could have a different little creature movie that might be interesting. I have some problems with what Ripley's character does in this movie and some of the decisions that she makes. And She does have really good one-liners, though. Yes, they made she sure they say, wrote that in the To script. you guys, does she seem like she's a little, like, other than that just weird way she just doesn't want to tell them that there possibly could be this man-eating alien that would kill them all? Like, she's very hesitant to let them know. But does she not seem a little like she's written a little Rambo-esque more than she used to be? Yeah, absolutely. And that's insane that you say that, considering the film before this was Aliens, well, written by the guy that wrote Rainbow 2. <laughs> but at the same time, in Aliens, she it came more across like she was doing what she had to do. Exactly. She was put up against the wall, and she had to make the tough call. In well, this, there's like these scenes where, I don't know, even, even like the way she, with her shaved head, and like the way she's standing, it's that, it's almost that 80s action movie, action star on her that feels sort of out of place. I mean, it could be, but to me, I saw it as like an evolution because in the first one, you know, she's a cargo ship pilot or whatever it is, you know, and she's just like this innocent thing worried about getting home to her kid's birthday, you know, like, oh, it's my kid and my kid. And in the second one, she turned into a warrior, you know, like Hicks taught her all this shit. She's like fucking got like, you know, a new cloth cut into her skin. Like, I'm going to be fucking badass. Now I'm saving this girl, me, her and Hicks. She wakes up and she's still wired that way, and so now she's even. She, that's the third evolution, which she's. She went from like civilian to warrior, and but so see, now she's more like I've seen this th- because it's the same it thing. It clashes that, though. Well, yeah, I agree with, with you because with the your, fucking, there's no script. But if, yeah, if she wakes up and she's still warrior woman that Hicks trained, then she would be very proactive in trying to take leadership at this place and explain that there's this alien presence here that 
could kill us all. We need to get together and do something. Yeah, but as a tactician, she as a, do that. but but no, but when you're a warrior as a tactician, you don't do that yet because you don't you know you don't know if you can trust these guys. What if they actually know about the aliens? It's a new thing that you don't know anything about, and these guys already tried to rape you. So yeah, you know we'll give. They it don't. Baby they haven't tried to rape her yet. Well, I know. Well, she at doesn't the even beginning, about- she's telling him it's cholera and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- I know, I know. But that's what I'm saying. She doesn't even tell him it's aliens until after they try to rape and her. And she knows that you have to kill these things when they're small, or they become a big problem. It seems to me that if as soon as she sees the burn on the cryo sleep thing, yeah, for that minutes. would be her moment of going, okay, guys, at least to like the leadership and being like, look. I'll leave it up to you guys how you do this, but this is what's going on. This is where what happened to us, and we need to make sure that one of these things hasn't gotten here. I don't know, man. The guys, conflict I, I, between the prisoners and her, then at that point, you can't explore it, and just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can but, but, you could still explore it if she goes to the doctor and the head guy. You could still have the head guy say, "We'll check into it. You go back to your quarters. You can't be tempting them." Which never really, other than that one rape scene, it really doesn't develop much anyway yeah, yeah they, they cut a, now if you watch the assembly uh the assembly cut that they did they add a lot of that in and the religious undertones get thrown a lot back into i will say that's what the assembly cut adds to the movie i could add that could add a lot to the movie <clears throat> yeah. yeah the assembly cut is a lot better that's the prefer, i'd say it's, it's longer it's like fucking two hours and 25 minutes but it's it's not bad it's definitely an improved film for sure yeah, I mean, that, this is totally just all the stuff we're talking about right now is totally the product of going to fucking shoot without a script because you have no fucking tone for the film at that point. You don't know what your character, characters are supposed to explore. And, you know, oh, well, that doesn't make sense. Like you just said, you know, if they actually had a script, they can, you know, maybe Fincher would have been like, well, that doesn't fucking make yeah, sense. She tell them right now. Yeah, like everything that we're talking about comes down to, you know, they didn't have a chance to develop a script. Yeah, they're making shit up as you go. And, Man, can you imagine like writing while you're shooting? So and this is writing almost more? like an action mumblecore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. It is, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a sci-fi. Uh, yeah, action, action mumblecore. mumblecore. God, fifty million dollar sci-fi horror action mumblecore. Yeah. Oh that, man, <laughs> man, I hate to put that label on David Fincher's first film, but you're so right. Because I have a hard yeah. on for that guy, man. That guy's awesome. He still built sets and blocked his actors. So I mean, you know, yeah. you got to start somewhere. <laughs> I mean. I'll, if I'll you're up. gonna give birth to a genre, you get the baby steps, man. Baby yeah. steps. We'll get there. I will. I will say, like all 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 this negativity, and I I do hate it that it it's not a very good alien sequel. I, I will don't say, hate the movie, man. I'm just I, meh. Do, uh, man, yeah. I I hated it when I was ten. Man, by the, by the time I was like twenty twenty five, this is my third fucking favorite in the series, and this. It's not that f- it's not that close behind, man. <laughs> fucking the first day. like, dude. This this movie just it does do it for me. It's my third favorite in the series. Well, yeah, it's fuck. It's the third one. <laughs> no, it's not. A, look, it's it not as, be the fucking it's not third as good, favorite of your series. It's not as good as Alien and Aliens. Of course not. It's not. But man, as a standalone, it's okay. The visuals in this film. When you say the word alien to me. The first thing I think of is Sigourney Weaver's bald ass face looking to the camera with her eyes down and the side profile of that alien. That is the most iconic shot. God. Yeah. Damn, dude. That, that, that that's shit is again sexy that, as that's, hell. That's dude. a Fincher brilliance right there, you know? As I still like he just said, as a movie that's not part of this franchise, it works. I mean it's it's fine. It's just when it's Ripley 
in this story, this long now, you know, three movie long story, that's it's, where it feels like it's out of place. Yeah, it's disappointing to say the least. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, 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 I've just, I've lived with it for so long. I've just accepted that they kill Newt. They kill, they kill Hicks. You know, they kill Ripley at the end. Ah, she comes back. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> with it, with it, with that, it, is, with, that is the stupidest fucking movie. Wait, which one? <laughs> fucking Alien Resurrection. I haven't oh, no, seen no, it. We're not talking I, about I, that. That's, I haven't that's, seen it. Hey, that, that's forbidden to be talked about. Are you serious? You've never seen Alien Resurrection? No, Please I've don't. Don't You've hurt never your eyes. Seen it? Don't hurt your no. eyes. Oh, dude, I'm almost tempted to say we have to put off Prometheus then and, oh, and no, do dude, Alien please. Resurrection next, man. No, man. Okay, I mean, if you've if, never seen it's you, yeah, it's something no. you have got right. to watch. All right, look. Well, you, you just said that it was a crappy movie. It's but a they shitty, pack, shitty film. Dude, they pack, like, everybody speaks in one-liners. Yeah. You can't stop laughing. It is hysterical. So, so if you so are going to do the it. comedy route. Unintentionally, yes. <laughs> you, should, you should do it like, how did this get made style? Let's take a break. Let's play the greatest trailer in the world. Uh, come on, it's it's the it's the trailer guy from the '90s. You know, in a world, in a world, <laughs> it's it's the '90s trailer guy voice. So I miss him. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Yeah, it was great. It was so awesome. That guy actually did a movie called Voiceovers or whatever, and it was him and his daughter, or the girl played his daughter, and it was about all these asshole voiceover guys trying to make it. Make a comeback into the uh, in a world. You should watch oh. that movie. It's, yeah. it's silly. It's a fucking independent film, and it's got like fucking has-beens in the nineties. But it's really good. Do you guys remember that? Uh, I forget what it was. A Jerry Seinfeld movie or like uh, his stand-up comedy show. But he had the trailer guy uh, yeah. come in. And he's like, "It's in a world." No, no, that's the wrong movie. It's not about that. When two worlds right. collide, the world is gonna. No, 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 it's, it's not. Really, no, it's not. It's not that kind of. A boy and a girl. No, it's no, not that no. one either. <laughs> that is a good. That is a good trailer. That is good. All right, so we're gonna play the trailer for Alien Three. We'll be back. Here, in a world where the sun burns cold and the wind blows colder, a visitor has come. But not by herself. It started. Come on! The suspense is back. And we have no weapons of any kind. The fear is back. Don't look back, dude! Run as fast as you can! And most of all, the bitch is back. Alien 3. All right, we're back. That was the awesome trailer for Alien 3. Uh, guys, getting started into this film. Uh, right away, opening credit sequence. This is probably what made me start disliking the film. First time viewing as a 10-year-old right off the bat. Do you guys have any explanation for how the Fuck these facehugger eggs get on the Sulaco. No. Nope. That's I hated the opening sequence for this film, man. I even hated the way it, it was editing. It, it was edited. It, it feels it feels like a cheap you know that scene in misery when she tells him he has to rewrite the book because he cheated and she goes into the whole thing about 
when she was a kid, she would watch the chapter plays, and one of them ended where Rocket Man goes over the edge of the cliff, and then the next one starts where he jumps out of the car, and she's like, no, that's that's not what happened. They cheated us. It's sort of like that. <laughs> you can't see us right now. I'm nodding my head. Brian's nodding his head. Yes, we're both in agreement. That's basically it. Because <laughs> there's no way you can retcon this. If you go back and watch Alien, the Queen Alien separates from the egg sack. She... Gets on the outside of the dropship. The dropship goes back into the Sulaco. The alien queen gets out, and you see her the entire time in the movie until she gets sucked out of the airlock. When the fuck did an alien egg get on board? Unless it was like a little, you know, the alien eggs are like little parasites, like the ones that swim underneath sharks somehow. And it was hanging on one of her tails, and it just, while they were fighting, it flung there. I don't know. It doesn't fucking make sense. I'm trying to give it an excuse for it. It makes not no excusable. sense. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? It's like, this like, is I what pissed me rather, off. I, I would rather them just, like, had it been in Newt, and nobody knew it. I Yeah. Like, uh, how how did this happen? It's just, I have no idea. And is it, and is it like one of those lazy writing? Yeah. Cheap ways to start the movie. But but, but then also it makes you go like, all right, so is it the one that was somehow in, you know, Ripley's bed and it impregnated her while she was in hypersleep and then broke her glass and hung out in the background somehow? Like, cause you know, it's only one, it's not many of them. And that one goes and targets a dog later on. But anyways, no, there's, there's two. That's the other thing. You see one egg, but there's two face huggers. I didn't see two face huggers yep. in there. I saw only one. One impregnates, because uh, we know the life cycle of the alien is, was once the alien impregnates, impregnates you. you, the face hugger falls off and dies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Sigourney Weaver is impregnated. And, and then, then you see the one that goes off and gets the dog. It gets the dog, or the ox if you watch the assembly cut. Yeah. I, I, whoa, 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 what? Yeah, oh, in, yeah. The, in the assembly cut, they do. there's, there's an ox instead. Uh, well, a, a fleet of them, like six of them. That's how they get the EEV back into their prisoner's um, compound. It's like Fincher was trying to build the whole world, and it's desolate, and um, like it's really like post-apocalyptic kind of looking place. And he does, you know, the David Fincher style, you know, with a long, nice pan or whatever it is. And you see them bringing, you know, using like, you know, animals and old tools or whatever it is to bring them here. But they cut all that shit out. It's like two and a half minutes. Um but they cut it all out, which which is fucking crazy for me because I would have loved to have kept that in. And like as a producer, I've been like, no, dude, keep that in. Builds the world, you know. Well, Shows the, you these guys had no technology. The producers are the ones that cut it out because uh, I know they're fucking uh, dicks. How many times it can play in the theater? Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that and uh, I think that the reason they wanted it as a dog instead of an ox is that you know the Rottweiler is a more vicious animal than a than an ox. Yeah, and it's faster. So they're like, yeah, you know, let's let's get, you know, that's that's something I do really really like. You know, about Alien Three, I love this idea that the alien takes on attributes of the host. Yeah, yeah. Th- that is great, man. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we never saw the alien from a human because I saw some of the artwork for that and it looked really shitty. What do you mean from a human? They're all from a human. No, no, no sorry. What I'm what I'm here's what I'm trying to say. You know how like with the dog. You know, the alien had, like, some attributes of that dog, you know, with the legs maybe a little bit, the way it kind of crawls a little bit more, kind of yeah, like yeah. dog. All right. Well, so when they were doing the artwork for this particular film, which you can go look up, all right, they had, in the original idea, before Fincher came on, they wanted to see that come out of Ripley, and you can experience a little bit of what that alien would look like for a little while, and it had, like, a baby face on it. 
Like oh, actual, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and it just, I was like, oh, I'm so fucking glad I did not go with that. That just looked like shit. Well, they saved that for four, so. Uh, I know, but still, like, <laughs> we're not talking about that shit, dude. We're talking about Alien 3 right now. Vincent's like, I haven't seen four, but this sounds like a masterpiece. You yeah, guys- it's an abomination. <laughs> That's right. Ripley has sex with an alien and they have a baby. There are, there are certain things I don't have to be a completist on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like how the alien, like it's the same alien you've always seen, but it is different. And um, you know, Alec Guinness and um, or Alec Gills, I forget the guy, and Tom Woodruff, the, the makeup artist guys that put the actual practical alien together, the man in the suit with the cool heads and the tongues. Every time you see the alien like that, it looks so good. It looks so good, especially like when it's covered in blood. Like there's one mm. shot somewhere in the film. I don't even remember where it is, but it's like it, it kills somebody and it just looks at somebody else and it's like just it's dripping in blood. Are you talking about and Alien it snarls. 3? Yeah, yeah, in Alien 3. It's oh, yeah, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's in the candle scene when those yeah. guys are like lighting yeah. the candle and it's I, just like I, I did not lo- I did not like the way they lit that alien in this film, man. I just Really? Yeah, dude. I'm. I, I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite because I watch monster films. And I'm always like, God damn it, it's too dark. I can't fucking see any features of this fucking monster. Show me a little bit more. But with this one, man, upon this viewing, and like I've seen this film a few times. I'm telling you, like I started out loving this film, and then just now, as I'm getting older, I'm like, God damn it, that's way too well lit, man. I can see a lot of shit, and it's not cinematic. You know, with lighting, you can hide a lot of stuff and make it creepier and more intense and. Uh, I just did not feel that from this one, man. It just, I was like, God damn, how can you go from one and two having an awesome creature looking and then Alien 3, you're like, yeah. Okay, wait, uh, wait. What's up right. with the CGI on the fucking, oh, whatever. Oh, okay. You're, so you're talking about the comp shots where you see like the puppet. Yeah, man. The mo- the, okay. Yeah, the, those just were shit. And not just that, like, you know, the, other than the one scene where, you know, the alien comes close to Ripley's face. You know, like, even for the one shot where, uh, like, the candle scenes we're talking about, that was way too well lit, man. Like, I can see the fucking guy's hands. And I'm like, I don't want to see the alien's hands. Like, give me a little more moodiness in it, Man, you know? I don't know, man. I, I thought scarable. that looked good, man. Well, dude, you, one you, thing you, that, like, you Alien... You didn't like that? Yeah, dude, I did not because the Alien... It was awesome because it was it treated itself as a horror film. Like you had those dark corners in the fucking hallway. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to, you know, like Alien 3, man, it was just way too well lit. What do you mean? Wait, like it's too bright? It's too, no, it's too, yes. They used too many fill lights. Like the fucking corners were too, too bright. Ah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way, man. I, yeah, I, 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 no, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I, other I, than the morgue scene, the, the, the fucking hallways, man, all actually, there was way too well, well lit for me. Yeah, I don't know. I liked how they hid the alien for the, for the most part. There's, I guess we'll get into that well, later. Well, good but, for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I thought that, I thought that stuff looked great, man. I, you what? know, like, the, especially the, the prosthetic, the man in the suit. I, I think that's the, the best the creatures looked. I mean, outside of the queen alien, like just the drone alien and how it's moving. And I, I loved how they gave it these weird attributes where like when it's attacking somebody, there, there's like one shot where like somebody's like almost upside down, but the creature's face is on the bottom. And you're like, how the fuck is this alien holding this guy up? Like, mm-hmm. how is this? How, how are the physics of this working? Yeah, Speaking of upside sounds. down, I, I got a little tired of the point of view upside down uh-huh. shot i thought it worked like the first time but yeah yeah the steady cam thing yeah they went a little crazy with that at the end the, the end has a has some problems. wait wait vincent what do you what do you think about the creature design in this and the way they displayed it uh i think for the most part i i, I have a problem with it i thought some of it 
like Brian said, that shot of Sigourney Weaver against the wall and it comes down is one of the most iconic shots. Yeah, ever. I love that one too, yeah. Uh, I thought the candle scene was fine. The comp shots look a little... Shitty. Strange. Yeah, those, 1991, those, you know. <laughs> those, those do look really bad. <laughs> like, really bad. Um, uh, like, the planet shots, the fucking satellite moving away shot. Uh. But you could definitely tell when they were, like, comping in that puppet, and it's running across the screen, and it almost looks like a different color than everything else. Yeah. The worst one is when that one guy throws the flare mm-hmm. to get the alien's attention, and the flare goes by the alien. Yeah. And you can just see how inconsistent the shadows and mm-hmm. uh, that that's and the guys, worst one. come on, two thousand one Space Odyssey came like twenty two years before this fucking film. Get the fuck out of here! You can do it. Uh, to, okay, to be fair though, I will say that uh, Stanley Kubrick did not have a monster running around on all fours, uh, really fast on the ceiling in his movie. So yeah, but he didn't ask like, hey, how was that moon hanging there? That the physics of it looked fucking great. But but to, <laughs> but to be fair to 2001, I will say those monkeys in 2001 are amazing. Those yes. Things, those things look great. But that's what I'm saying. That was done 22 years before this fucking film. They didn't have fucking computers. Get the fuck out of here. Well, man, you have to, right. well, you have to remember, they didn't have computers on this one, man. I mean, they were very... Yes, uh, they had fucking computers they, on this one, dude. They, it's 91, 92. Come they, on, man. They, okay. 3D, the, 3D Studio Max existed back then. Okay. The computer shots are debris flying through on the matte paintings. Which looked like shit. And the aliens skull cracking. Oh, oh no, that's, don't, that's don't all for, the CGI. No, no, no! Don't forget the lens flares on the fucking planet. When when we start out, it's going behind the fucking planet, and then when it when the end of the film, when the rescue mission is coming, almost you know, it comes out of the you know from the other side. The sunlight is coming. Those are some shitty ass lens flares, man. But are those CGI lens? Those flares? are CGI, man. Those aren't those aren't matted in. Nope. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a lot of CGI, man. Mo- this movie was mostly done optical, like. Yeah, except all the fucking twenty last twenty minutes of the film where the aliens chasing after him on no, those fucking no, walls, that, dude. That's that, that's still optical, dude. That that's looked optical. like shit. That if it is optical, it looked like shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it does yeah, look bad. Yeah, it does yeah. look terrible. I can't. Right, I'm not. Let's talk about it. the good stuff about this film. Let's let's. I'm I'm done giving it shit. I, okay, that's all the 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 quarrels I have with this film. I'm done. I want to give I want to give the good points out now. She crash lands. We we already talked about Newt and Hicks. They're dead. She gets out. We get introduced to the doctor character. Clements. Yeah, uh, played by Charles Dance. What did you guys think of this relationship in the film? Awkward. Oh, I fucking loved it. Really? You liked it? Oh, yeah, man. I thought that was kind of out of character. I did, too. Well, I did, too, but then I was thought about it, and I love her life. She's like, you know, it's kind of like... I don't know. I can't remember verbatim, but it always said that like I've been I've been like frozen for a long time. Like I'm fucking kind of horny, you know. <laughs> and then also the alien is inside her, so maybe it's like making her ovulate as a, an actual female. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's fucking with her system. Uh, I did think that. Oh, that's interesting. I never even thought yeah. about that. Okay, but I did well, think she's it, not actually like pregnant with the alien. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a form of pregnancy. It's it's incubating inside your body. But it's not in her like in her in her uterus. No, it's I know, like, but that's tucked what I'm under saying. her lung. Yeah, but maybe because of that, like some pheromones and shit, like get fucking produced, and like she's like, ooh, I'm kind of horny right now, and I, I've been I've been fucking frozen in hyperspace for four years. I know that shit now because I've been through it a couple of times before. I want to get fucked really quick. Yeah, I just think it's out of character. Yeah, but I do. It I, is kind of out of character. I do agree with the awkward part because she was so fucking trusting with him right away. Like he's like, "Let me inject you with this special cocktail I made." I'm like, "Whoa, what the fuck? Why would you let him do that? You don't know this dude." 
Well, I mean, what if okay. he's working for the company? Well, I mean, he is working for the company. Uh, but, but no, you know, like like the the illicit part of it, like yeah. the fight, you know. Like, I want Ripley to have some sex, okay? You know, the girl needs to get laid. I mean, we're yeah. three movies in here. Her life is shit. I was hoping to see her side boobs and shit, but I didn't see any of that. I mean, it just, I don't know, to me it felt like the the relationship could have gone somewhere. and Like, they could have built stronger bonds. The sex would have been, you know, meant a little bit more, I guess. And then, but they kill him off. Uh, I don't know. It just, it just seems like kind of... And you're right, and it, and it did develop way before they had sex in the longer cut. Uh, there were way more scenes with him and her in it. I always felt in Aliens that Hicks and Ripley kind of had like this, we like each other, and maybe when we get out of this really shitty-ass, life-threatening situation. Exactly. And it's awkward that... She forgets she's about. Ar- she's ar- no, well, she's already expecting that they might be in a life-threatening situation. That's true. And she's going to take 20 minutes out to scratch an itch? <laughs> yeah. But then also you can, look, you can look at it the other way, too. Is And I actually had this note. Like, to me as an audience member, it's a little bit, like, disheartening. With, so so it was a colony of 5,000 prisoners. They wanted to shut it down. 25 remained with a superintendent. And, you know, one of them is a doctor, which is Clemens. And, you know, 85 because his IQ is 85. The guy's stupid, apparently. I hated um, that running joke. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was just bad writing on that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> that, but Dave Geiler. But here's the thing: to me, like, I was sitting there, I was like, "Fuck, that's a depressing fucking life." So you're all rapists, you're all murderers, you're all thieves, right? Just don't walk around and give us temptation, honey. Exactly. Yeah, don't walk around and give us temptation because you know, women, you guys are very tempting. But the one thing that got me mentally as a human being, I was like, all right, so they have really no females, right? And they, they talked about that over and over. It was over fucking kill uh, the amount of times they talked about it. So that means they all know they're, they're going to die there. Yeah, Hello? I know. I, on, I, I, I mean, come on, dude. Like, it's been I, over 10 years since I know, but it's a late. fucking movie. I don't need to hear it in every other fucking line, you know? Just say it three, four times. We're good. It's a fucking movie, man. Give me that two times. I'm good. I got it, you know? <laughs> but the, what I'm trying to say is it's so sad because those guys know they're all going to die. They can't have a legacy. They're not leaving kids. So this planet eventually with the 25 inhabitants on it is going to be totally dead. So when she did sleep with him, I thought like, oh, well, maybe now she knows there's danger. She sees the situation as is and she says, okay, this is where I'm going to put a stop to it. We're all going to die here, including myself, and I'm fine with it. Might as well get fucked before I get killed. That's the way I saw it. I think you're reaching. Probably. Yeah, 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 I'm probably reaching. I think producers and writer was... We need to sex. like form a bond, and oh, we'll just we'll have them have sex, and I don't know, it just seems awful trusting to me. You you just woke up, yeah. This ch- you know the kid and the guy you were with is dead. You just got that news, so you're gonna go sleep with this guy and then find out about him. Like I don't know. But I, fi- I mean, the thing is too. Yeah, they, they yeah. made a big deal about who he is. You know, because she's asking about the bar tattoo. She asked about that afterwards, though. He rolls over and she sees the tattoo. Yeah. That's when she sees it after she had sex with him. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. She's That's... like she's basically like having a one night stand and like I don't know, it just seems out of place. I, I mean I agree with you that it is out of place it's and I agree place. with you that it, she is way too trusting. Like, you know, especially that he was injecting her with these cocktails and they made it they put tension with that shit, you know, and I'm like, Damn. Is is he trying to kill her? And then the superintendent's like, Don't forget I know who you are, Clemens and I'm like because here on one guy? hand, she's she's accepting cocktails. She's 
sleeping with him, but she won't she tell won't him, yeah. tell him that you know what she's worried about. So she's open and accepting on one hand, and then closed off and protected on another. I okay, I, almost like two different I, writers wrote these movies. You know, I I, I, I or three or four. I agree with you, <laughs> but I like I do like that concept of like they're both holding something back from each other because they don't trust each other yet. But I do agree with you that it, it goes on like way too long. Like the minute the first guy like gets like when the alien gets uh, thrown out of the dog and he, he kills that one guy in the fan, he, he gets split. Yeah. Like once Charles Dance's character is like, I found a, wor- a weird burn mark. That's when Ripley should have been at like, that point. She, oh, but, but, she should but, be holding like court going. Yeah. OK, guys, but yeah. he, was, he was even more clever. He's like, I found a weird burn mark. The same one that was on yes. that little girl you had me dissect, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. On her cryo too. Exactly. So at that moment, it's that's when it's like, Ripley, what the fuck are you Just doing, saying. girl? Like, come on. Like, no, you, she's got to go plug up the robot and have. I mean, it's a cool scene, but. No, yeah, no, that... The, yeah, okay. that was, emo- that that was, was actually great. the most emotional scene in the film for me. Really? Yeah, she was, like, bringing her buddy back. And she felt bad for him when he was like, can you put me out of my misery kind of thing? I don't like, think she felt bad for him at all. She was like, are you sure? Okay. <laughs> no, she's, never been, but, she's never been she fond off, of... She yeah, she doesn't like robots. She doesn't no, like robots. She doesn't, <laughs> like, she doesn't like the droids, but, you know, she turned off the light afterwards and just kind of, like, looked at him then put her head down. And, you know, I'm like, oh... Maybe she, maybe she's like she finally started her, liking Bishop. She lowers her head a lot in this movie. Did you notice that? She's like, guys, I've shaved my head. I did think Oscar it was awesome that just talking about makeup and effects wise, that you know they they shaved her head and then they had to do some reshoots, so they brought her back in and they spent like what was it like twenty thousand dollars on that yeah. Yeah. headpiece that's individually like you can't even tell. That's amazing makeup. Yeah, that is that that is you can you cannot tell. And you know it's at the end too where she's doing all that action. Yeah, she's Frankfurt, getting yeah. yeah she's getting all the water on her and everything. Mm. And it's like you're wearing a fucking bald cap. Yeah, that is amazing. Dude, she had a lot of hair at that time too. Like that yeah. shit had grown out for like fucking four months. And yeah. Like, and it's all because they didn't want to pay her like what was it forty forty was it forty thousand so they, they saved forty grand twenty five thousand by <laughs> having this poor dude spend a week stippling hair into a, a ball cap. That's uh man, that's some Hollywood math right there for you. Just hey, pay man. the woman and shave her fucking head, man. Hey, that's probably like a, that's another month salary for an editor right there, man. Some like film chemical processing. That, that shit, they already spent fifty million. What's another? <laughs> It's another couple thousand. It's whatever. It's a jump change. <laughs> hey, man. It starts cutting into your own budget as a producer. At some point, you start to have to guarantee those overages. That's someone's, like, you know, kid's college tuition. 20th Century Fox literally has to go down there and shut the fucking thing down. Wow. They didn't, they, they, look, if they stayed within 50 between two different countries and, like, four months break here and there and fucking seven cuts and seven... That's, that's one amazing fucking line producer. Yeah, that's well, some some motherfucker with good numbers. Yeah, I mean, dollar went a lot farther than. Well, I mean, shit, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, but still, like, fuck, you, you know, you spend a million dollars, you get a lot for a million dollars in right. one. But dude, man. you know, we, we did Blade Runner, which was done like ten years before this one, basically, or like whatever six, and they fucking went over by like seven, eight million dollars. No, it was exactly ten years. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's why you know it's they had a really good line producer. Okay, the other thing, I guess, uh, as 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 an audience member, as a fan of Alien and Aliens as a child, I have always really disliked the autopsy of Newt. Wait, wait, which, you know, which, which which one from which version though? I want to know. Uh, either either cut. I don't I don't like 
I it feels so mean to the character. It's it's a little. But she had to make sure that the alien's not inside her lung. I know. But it's just I don't know, man. It's a little off putting to an audience member. I know. I mean, in in hindsight, you can you go, know, okay, why did you not take her and put her through that like little X-ray scanner that you put yourself through later on in the film? That could have saved a lot of blood and gore, and you could have kept the girl intact. I mean, I kind of like it because it's 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 dark. It's it sets the tone for the film, but at the same, I don't know, man. I just it just feels to me like a trying to get a horror moment. Like, let's go cut up a dead body. Dude. And I also don't like the music there too. When they get ready to open the chest up, and that that mm. music builds, like you know what I mean? Like you're I, getting ready to see something pop out. Man, I thought the music was a little over the top. I know Say, you love you. the score. Oh, dude, this is the best. I, best I mean, I, th- I hate score. it. May be it may be like great to just sit and listen to, but in the movie, it's I thought it felt very over the top and distracting. It's yeah. not the score's fault. It's the mixing. No, Maybe. it's the fucking that, score. No, too, man. there's no. some sections you don't put horns in. Anyway, no. but all the movies have their own like their music styles, which I love. But man, I love this like the choir and the I don't know. It's very cathedral gothic music that's throughout this movie. I, yeah, I and it would have worked perfectly in the planet the world from the first director that wanted to do it, not for this world. No, no, that's I mean, not. That, it, it could be the mix. It it just I don't know. It just seems really big at moments. All right, just out of curiosity, the composer said it was a mix. Just out of curiosity, I looked. Well, of course, the fucking composer will say it's the fucking mix. He's not gonna fucking point the finger at himself. Just out of curiosity, we were talking about this movie was a budget of what fifty million dollars? Yeah, fifty million. And it was made in ninety one, right? So it's right around the time of Jurassic Park. Came out ninety two. We were talking. We talked about Blade Runner. You know what's hilarious? This movie came out the weekend before Lethal Weapon three. Okay, so do y'all know what the budget for Jurassic Park was? Uh, fifty million. Do you have a guess? Sixty-five million. I was gonna say sixty-five. It's sixty-three. Oh, sixty-three. Oh. And Blade Runner was. Oh, uh, it was like thirty-eight. 10. All in all, right? It was twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Uh, Fucking yeah. Blade Runner cost twenty-eight million dollars. Yeah, do you remember? I told you we had that conversation. It was like eight million dollars over. That. I, I should have known that. Anyway, so it just shows you like how much further mm-hmm. money went because. You ain't making Jurassic Park nowadays for no sixty-three million dollars. Oh, and then back no, to my, <laughs> back to my shit. The technology did fucking exist back then because fucking Jurassic Park was done around the same fucking time. No, Jurassic Park came out in nineteen ninety-three, and that oh, technology. Get the fuck out of here. No, 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 not like that. No, technology they, they was one day old. A lot of that technology they, they for did. Jurassic Park. The dinosaurs were originally used go motion. Phil Tippert actually used the same the same rod puppet technique. They were, that's what they were going to do for the Raptors. You can go and watch it on the uh, DVD or the Blu-ray of Jurassic Park. You can watch the original Raptor scene with Phil Tippett's animation. And it was the same way that they did the alien at the you know when he's crawling on the ceilings and shit, and you see the full body running around real fast. Yeah, except same way. Except the alien looked like shit in Aliens Three. And uh, well, they didn't know, use it for Jurassic Park. Jurassic they were Park like, was awesome because it had, had a better who was team. It? I Dennis, guess Dern- Dennis Murin came in on Jurassic Park and was just like, "Hey Spielberg, we have an idea. I think we can do dinosaurs in a computer." Yeah, but I'm the just tech- saying. So, but earlier, I mean, we have a podcast that's recorded in audio. You're saying technology did not exist. I'm saying it did fucking exist at the time. Well, I mean, yes, there, there was there was yeah, the well, abyss. Yes. So it was a lot stuff. of fucking but laziness up until that no. moment. Up until that moment, they had used it for like. Like water in the abyss, or that 
what's that shot that Lucasfilm thing where the guy jumps out of the church window and it's all like uh, cartoony? Uh, young yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Young Sherlock Holmes. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yes. Um, they hadn't, you know, created realistic creatures yet. So technically, what he's saying is that that technology did not exist until Jurassic Park. I know, but then they I'm developed also... it for Jurassic Park. But th- th- those happen almost the same time. It's almost simultaneously. Well, that, mean, that's right. I mean, that's why if you yeah. if you watch this it film, does, guys, they it, constantly it, say yes. this is one of the last optical films. Yes, and then you know you don't fucking write code for a goddamn computer in fucking two three develop- months. It takes about a year and a half to two years. But to you're, write if you're that developing shit. something for Jurassic Park, you're not going to call up another movie and go, "Hey, we just developed the software that's going to make right. our movie look amazing." No, I, okay, <laughs> I agree with you on that. That I will give you that. But then I will also say that the creatures in the movies that were done ten years before it for the same franchise looked way better than the fucking creature did in this one. No, okay, okay, look. But it's different, though. It they're, is totally they're, different. They're shooting different stuff. Like, yeah. Fincher's trying to get... That's not fair. He's trying to get these, like, wider shots where you're seeing the creature run across the screen and stuff. And, like, in Alien, you see, like, the shadow of a dude with a helmet on. I and know, then the and, that, hel- and the, that's why I called myself hypocritical. The head come because up. I want- um, it, you, don't, you don't get that same... I don't know, the, the, the creature fucking sucked in this one for me. I'm just sorry. No, just, no, look, dude, the I only time it sucks it. is when it is, is the puppet and it's optical printed. Man, that costume is badass, man. I I, I will stand by that statement. I think oh, I'm not saying the costume, guys. I'm talking about the way they fucking presented it, the way it was lit, the way you can fucking see it. It was not in the what, shadows. It never really lurked. I was not horrified by it. To me, the no, only part the that stands out is like too bright or whatever is... Those optical composites where you you see that puppet and it almost looks like everything else has that kind of dark that hue of red and this mm-hmm. kind of kind of has a hue of blue and it's right yeah. there in the middle. But that's you know that's just the so shout out to Blue Street. They didn't you know they don't they they didn't have the technology to clean the fucking mat. It's it, this is how special effects advance. Is a director says, look, I want to do this and I want to do this with my shot and I want to see this. And so, then the effects guys have to figure out how the fuck that happens. So while when Spielberg's wanting to shoot dinosaurs, they go, we have this idea for computers. These guys go, how about we shoot these puppets on a green screen or a blue screen and composite it in and one worked better than the other. Yeah, I mean, dude, the early 90s were so weird, man, because, I mean, like CGI did not really, I don't think it fell into its place until like toward the end of the 90s. Way after ninety seven, it, it, it was it was pretty good on Independence Day. Independence Day, that's mostly models, dude. Yeah, that's mostly models. I know, but their their compositing was fucking great compared to fucking Alien yeah. Three. Yeah. There's some you go back and watch it. There's some know. shots where you can go, ooh, yeah, I can see the. Huh. Do I, I guarantee you all the all the shots that you're like that looks great in Independence Day? Those are model shots. Like, yeah. every time anything blows up, it's always a model. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, same with fucking Alien 3. Anytime anything fucking blew up. Watch it. Oh, watch yeah. the dog. Blow up. Watch the dog jump into the... While the fire goes by, and... Yeah, that looks like shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That, that one does look like shit, because that was... Yeah, that was a shitty composite. Yes, you're right. The fucking dog in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. All right, wait, sorry. Let's get back to Alien, because... Uh, Dude, we we haven't we're like two hours in almost, man. We haven't fucking talked about the movie. I'm sorry, I keep digressing here, but I, it was gross how that fucking alien came out. Of the, I felt more bad, like I feel more badly when shit happens to dogs than humans, and so like that disturbed the shit out of me. I am not one of those people. Yeah, you're not. No, I'm nah, not. I'm not nah, one of those people. Man. I always, I, I still always feel more sympathy when a human dies than when an alien, unless it's uh, a shit person. Yeah, humans yeah. are usually shitty, anyways. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
That was kind of cool. And then, okay, you so look, I did so, think so, it was a cool idea to have, like, because, you know, in the first one, you oh, have so the chest burster come out of a human. So, you know, it's cool to see that it it can come out of other things. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But, yeah, it was definitely disturbing to me, though. Finally, she tells the doctor, who's Clemens. I like that actor, by the way, man. He, he needs props. That guy was really good. Right? Oh, no, Charles Dance is great. He's great, man. Last action hero all the way. I mean, everybody knows him from Game of Thrones now. As uh, I really didn't have a problem with any of the acting. Yeah, the acting was good, I think. I thought it was I mean, good. Some of the, yeah. some of the yeah, side characters are played a little... But I think that's more writing. Like, yeah. 85 is very much a cliche. Like, who the dumb guy, but... You know, dude, I'd say everything that sucks about this movie is the writing. Yeah. The structure. Because they did have... The, no, but I think some of the dialogue sucks, too. Yeah, but they, they had yeah. a couple, like, really yeah. funny one-liners, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like Ripley's sitting there explaining to the... What's his name? The inspector? No, not that fucking inspector. The the superintendent. You oh, know, Brian she, Glover. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, like, explaining to him, like, hey, look, so uh, do you have weapons? And he's like... No, we don't have any weapons. I love it too because she like almost played the audience member because you know in your head you go, "What do you mean you're a maximum fucking security prison and you have no weapons of any kind?" And then, uh, and then she goes, "Well, then we're fucked." And he goes, "No, you are fucked." <laughs> that was like fucking awesome, man. I love that part. That was great. I, I don't know if I was the company, I wouldn't give him shit. Next time you bring them food, you're going to be missing a uh, transport ship. Yeah, here's the other thing, too. Why would a co- why would the company spend so much money transporting food to fucking 25 prisoners? Because they're doing, uh, they're oh, drilling. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're smoking um, that fucking they're, shit. They're holding toxic waste that they haven't yet received. And That's true, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. I forget. There's something they're else like that they're doing They're like slave labor, there. basically, for them. They're like, yeah, we'll give you some fucking food. Yeah, and only have the Bible. Like Charles Dance, he's like saying something when he's showing like Ripley yeah. around the facility. He's like, yeah, we keep the pilot light on. This is what we do. And he, he gives reasons why they're there. And the company will, they'll jump through some hoops to get their hand on this alien. Oh, in this film, they, Ooh, yeah. yeah. They're Man, like, they oh, really yeah, want this thing. Like, we're sending an expedited ship rescue mission in one week. All right, I, I know I've talked a lot about you know things I don't like, but I, that's one thing I don't. I really hate the end of this movie when the company does show up. Oh, and with Bishop, what a cheap fucking like. Oh, how can we get Ripley to like look like to the audience she's gonna give up and turn herself over? Oh, let's bring but in the real Bishop. She's going to, huh? You, I never. Oh ever no, I agree with you. She was going to. I totally agree with you. But what I'm saying is that's well, a that shitty a part of writing. You know, that's the shitty part of writing. They probably sat in there like, oh, let's kind of make the audience wander. I mean, I, yeah, I can see that. that there was that no idea. reason for fucking Bishop to come. He's like, you need a familiar face. Like, fuck you, dude. No, we didn't. I, we saw your fucking face. Let's I just get I mean, shit I don't, over with. I, I just, I'm, I'm with Brian. I don't think the we needed to see the company arrive. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, didn't I agree with that. you, too. I, I agree with both of you guys on that. I was just saying, maybe, lo- I'm trying to give logic to how the fuck this film came about, man. Well, I, th- the reason crazy. they do it is so that they have uh, a reason to actually have to try to kill the alien again. So we don't want the company to get it, because if the company gets it, they're going to use it for their bioweapons division. Yeah, I don't, take over the whole I don't world. mind that. I don't mind that part at all. I just don't well, think we why. need to see the company arrive like yeah. well, it's kind of stupid if you have two hours and the company's gonna be there right just kill yourself before they get there well no you're in a fucking prison lock yourself in a fucking cell oh man. no but that's no no that's the problem there are no cells there, no, there, no no there no. are a cell where when when charles dunts his room when ripley goes and asks him hey can you kill me where he's in a fucking cell man you look at their bars 
But basically, it's a planet. That's why it's a prison because they can't get off the planet. But so I'm there's saying not if it's like a prison, not... there's prison cells, right? No, no. It was just we, a prison we... planet. It's like Australia back in the 1700s but we or see... 1800s for the Queen of England. But we see a prison cell, though, in the movie. I, I never yeah. saw it. My point remember. is I think you could have had a more emotional— well, Charles Dunstan's going to uh, fucking cut her in half with the axe. Those are those are bars. She's like holding the bars, getting ready to get ready to receive no, the axe. I, I, no, I thought I thought that was a part of like you know that's where like the fucking glycerine barrels were. That's just a holding area. That's, no, that was no, not no. Like, that's that's his like his whole his holding cell. That's why uh, I, I liked it because like he still keeps his cot in his his cell. I mean, and if it was, it was so brief. I didn't like they didn't build that atmosphere. This again, yeah. So they, 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 that you, is true. They do not. They don't give you a lot of visual elements. Of no, prison. they don't. That's very true. I just thought you could have had a, a more emotionally impactful ending if they kill the alien and now Ripley has to... She knows she has to die, so you can do the, I'm gonna die now. And yeah, I would have loved her grabbing that alien yeah. and taking him into the molten lava together. That would have been better. I'd rather see the Terminator 2 ending and have Ripley yeah, just kill the alien. Talk, and they, then They talk about that in the documentary, you know? Yeah, well, they, that, it's it's in the assembly cut where she just goes back and the thing didn't come out of her chest or any of that. She just offs herself. Yeah, it falls forever into that huge pit of lava. Yeah, why does uh, that? Okay, okay, okay. We're talking about special effects, guys. We have missed the biggest thing in the special effects that department. Was shitty space fucking scale. Yes, yeah, space. Scale. Yes, where you are in relation to things, in nothing matches. Like that great shot we're talking about where. Ripley is getting ready to be eaten by the fucking alien. The shot right before that great shot is this puppet, and it's like, man, that alien looks like it's the size of Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. yeah. What is yeah. going on? And when um, she falls into lava, it looks like That's because it's behind her, though. It's that it's that sort of... But. Yeah, when they cremated, like, uh, 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 Newt and Hicks, you know, like, it was much smaller lava pit than the one she fell in, and it's the same lava pit that she fell into. And why does it strobe? When she goes at the end, right, she dies. Why is it strobing in the background? Oh, dude, I don't know, man. I think that was a Fincher How did they thing, fuck though. that up? I don't know, man. No, that is, that's a fucked up effect. Yeah, they yeah. can say that that's what they did on purpose. It wasn't artistic. All they want. You don't think it was artistic? No, okay. no, no. That's a fucking mistake. They made a fucking mistake. Because that was shot literally like three days before the fucking print was yeah. due. Really? Yeah. I think that was the last thing Fincher did, and then he was like, I'm out. You know, brilliant director, first movie, and it's kind of, man, it's, it's cool. It's like... You know, seeing a baby bird spread its wings, you're like, oh shit, man. You're like, you get to see this guy like developing his uh, technique. You don't get it in all the shots, you know, but you get like a couple of shots where he's doing like the nice long pants to kind of like show you the place. Um, when, oh, when Clemens is first showing her, when the doctor is first showing her the facility and explaining to her, like you said, you know, here's what we do here, XYZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it starts out on a couple of people on like a little bridge, uh, dealing with some like molten looking fire stuff, and then comes down, it cranes down behind them and goes up to. That was really cool. You know, that was awesome. I loved that part. And, you know, and then the lower angle ones were kind of cool. The pace, the single shots where he doesn't do over the shoulders, he only did over shoulders in that one scene before uh, the doctor's head got eaten up. Uh, and that's kind of like because you need to get Ripley and him in the shot at the same time when the alien comes and grabs his head. But yeah, man, you get to see like some cool Fincher fucking like techniques developing there. That's kind of awesome, dude. Fincher's got a tremendous eye, and I, I yeah. think he 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 really captures I don't know this weird bleak tone so well. It's just a shame that this 
it's a shame that this tone doesn't fit into the franchise. Hey, the the movie did fucking make money. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't like a fucking kill. Oh, no, yeah. No, yeah, it, it, made, it money. made money. They made a fourth one. Yeah. Like, they killed off their main actress, and they were like, you know what? This made so much fucking money. Somehow, we're going to we gotta bring Scorny Weaver back, and let's make a fourth one. It's Hollywood. You can always bring them back. Oh, uh, you want to talk about the um, shitty rape scene that never really took effect? But it kind of turned Ripley... <laughs> Into like a badass because she punched that dude. I was like, oh yeah, this is the moment Ripley just like is back to being a badass, not trusting of anyone. You know what my favorite part of that entire rape scene is? And I know that's weird to say. My you know my favorite part of a rape scene? The guy that's standing behind her, he's like, Let me get my knife out. out Like like a badass, right? He's like, he's like, I'm gonna flip it out, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this belt off. You know what I need? I need my fucking glasses. My rape goggles. (laughs) (laughs) Or or I don't know what the fuck they are, but he's like I, I, what, what like, is it? It's like, like a, boy, that ass is gonna be made of light. I haven't seen an ass in fifteen years. It's gonna be angelic. We're gonna start some sparks here, baby. Let me let me put you, on my welder shades. You gotta yeah. look cool in the act. You can't you can't look like a dork with your glasses up here. You gotta uh, pull them down and, and Jack Nicholson that shit. After he puts them on, if you watch, there's a shot behind him. It's supposed to be like Charles Dunst, uh, uh, Charles Sneaking S. Dunson. Yeah, but like he puts his glasses on, you can see him. And then he raises his hand in the air. Like, he's like, He-Man. He's yeah. like, starts <laughs> screaming. I'm what? the first of you guys to conquer something in 15 years. Right? It's like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, One it, moment that, from the assembly cut that they cut out that I thought was was a nice little touch that added a lot to Ripley's character in, in, a, in a really brief moment. There's that there's that moment they try to trap the alien in the, uh, the waste well, it's just like all the Facility, other movies. Right? That's that's the way you're going to kill the alien. You have to trap him somewhere. Period. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. Well, they're not even trying to kill yeah. it. They're just trying to trap it. And then all this shit's like blowing up. And the guy that is getting ready to rape her and the guy that she punches are actually two of the guys that she ends up saving in that scene. And they have a moment where she realizes she looks at him. And she's like, "Whoa! Wait a minute! You're the guy that tried to rape me." But it's just a, it's a good moment for her character. It's just like I I still hate you, but you know, hey, I, I do value human life. It's fucking what a minute, yeah, two minutes maybe. Leave it in. Hey, you don't you don't, let that you don't sell as much popcorn at that point, right? Uh, I guess. No, it's not. Him, no, you gotta I, get I, as many showings in as possible. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a <laughs> shitty fucking mentality, man. You know what's crazy is the fucking the producers, the executive from Fox are saying that on the making of. They're like, oh, we gotta get those show times in. Right, uh, I think I think it was the composer because he was getting them hate about it. He's like, yeah, I guess they got all this shit out. That was really good because they wanted to get more popcorn and uh, showing times. You know, if I was a composer, I would too because I'd be like, man, look, I gave you this beautiful score. Oh man, we let's let's agree to disagree on that one. Hey, let's get back to the shitty writing. Really, you? Uh, oh come on, this is the guy who did uh, the score for Batman Forever and uh, and Batman and Robins. You can even you can even hear some of those little bump bump bump. What he's done before, that's like you know, after did it after or after whatever. Look, Danny Elfman did fucking wonderful soundtracks that I love, but then he went and did fucking Alice in Wonderland. I fucking hated that one. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying this specific score for this film was not that great. Wahid, what I would say is, is because somebody did something so great, maybe you should go back and look at it a second time 
and give it the benefit of a doubt. So hey, we talked about this earlier. That, that, that's all I'm I th- saying. I think we're doing a, a, a vote here with Jeremy and I think, and it was, it was distracting. Way too distracting in this film. I'm talking about this film and this film only, and I'm not talking standalone music. I'm talking cinematic music in the film. It it's, could have been the mix, but yeah, it is a little distracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Hey, and if the composer it says it's the mix, it's the fucking composer's fault. <laughs> it's the I, I no, I do say it's the mix because if you no, if the you, mix can change a lot. Yeah, like, you're right. If you listen to this, like you listen to the score, the score is almost like taking place of a lot of sound effects. Are you gonna be playing the score underneath us right now while we're talking in the podcast? Dude, I'm, I, 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 look, man, I was trying oh, to figure out awesome. the three tracks oh, I wanted no. to play from this, and I'm like, yeah, I don't. Play it under us and then have it swell up really loud where you can't bum, hear bum, us a bum, couple bum. times. <laughs> and then, uh, then you'll prove Jeremy and I's point about it. <laughs> Guys, I know. I don't know. It's, it's one, of my, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. I mean, it may Seriously. be a great, like, pl- put it in and just listen. It may be amazing yeah. music. It, it all sounded really good. I don't know. There were certain scenes that they're just, like, walking and it's like, bum, bum, bum. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean, man. It's not befitting to what's going on in the scene. But yeah. you like that. You like big, yeah, orchestral, like over the top scores. Uh, well, see, I wouldn't call it over the top. I would call it extremely cinematic and emotional. Brian is bougie. No, That's, it's a little over the top. Yeah, maybe it is a little over the top, Vincent. Maybe it is. You know, I, I don't know. I, it's got a little flavor flav to it that I like. It's you know what? It's it different. doesn't sound anything like flavor flav. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Boom. Uh, it's, it's got a little something that makes it unique and different, and it's. I don't Man, know, I'm it's starting to think you like before. your first time you got laid was to that fucking music or something. You were like fucking defending this hard. You no, love this. No, he does. He likes that kind of score. I can totally like yeah. just hey. knowing him. Like I can see how he would like. Me it. too, yeah. man. I love that kind of score. But like again, Mad not Fury when two Road. guys are fucking walking. I, I love that kind of score. Yeah, I do. I like. I like Dude, a lot I of love, drums. Uh, I like a lot of trumpets. Same I, here. French I love, horns. Dude, I love that. Shit. I love Fury Road, but again, it was like composed correctly for the fucking scene you're watching. I was raised on John Williams, okay? What do you want me to do? Same here. What the fuck? You're not special. I Be did get to ride that special bus. What do you mean? <laughs> Are you 85? I Fuck don't. It. Brian is eighty five, man. I don't know how you can like John Williams score and not like this one. I don't know, it's dude. Just, I fucking love it, John Williams scores. It just, I don't know. Uh, I don't this, know. That's well, thing. speaking of low IQ, let's just give this fucking low IQ to this writer that, that wrote this one line. So after the whole punch thing happened, whatever it is, like I don't oh, know, after the rape scene, yeah, yeah, the rape scene, yeah, she punches him. A couple of things oh, happen, and then like two of the inmates get into it, and one guy goes, "Fucking Shirley Temple." I'm like, dude, this is like 400 years in the future. Who the fuck is going to remember Shirley Temple? Like, who sat there and was like, that's a great line. Let me fucking put fucking Shirley Temple line in there. I bet it there. was an improv. You know? Well, why would you even fucking keep it in there? That's what I'm saying. Like, it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of lines in this movie that I, mean, I, like, dude, I like, think may have been improv that I'm like, why would you keep that? Yeah, who would still fucking say that 300 years in the future? Like, who the fuck is going to... Look, I can't. I, I can't. Guarantee- I, I cannot argue and/or defend that point. I, I have to. Yeah. Hey, 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 guys! That. If any of you guys are listening to this podcast under twenty-five, send us an email and let us know if you know who Shirley Temple is without fucking googling, please. All of my kids know who Shirley Temple is. Okay, you're a special kind. It's different. You're a fucking my, filmmaking dad, my, and you're my kids awesome about it. Shirley Temple is. You? They my, do. My uh. They don't. They don't yeah. I didn't introduce. I mean, I don't. I don't think I've ever even seen a Shirley Temple movie. But I've seen two. 
my mom is big into Shirley. So well, again, but then uh, she she showed. So yeah. maybe that guy's great, 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 great grandmother. And it's been like this family tradition <laughs> for three hundred years. They get out they the, car- they carry the old Betamax, and yeah. you know he's just like, hey, yeah, laser discs and you know cube discs and Dad, all that stuff. What, 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 what is that? Fucking Shirley this, Temple. This is a motherfucking VHS tape. We're gonna watch some VHS of Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple could be a future porn star that we just haven't seen. And he's like, fucking Shirley Temple. And, and they're what? all like, yeah. That makes fucking sense because he was saying that about a guy getting sucker punched. <laughs> uh, you know, okay. we, we That's got to be a horrible experience. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but oh, just Alien 3, your first movie, $50 million budget. And it's this clusterfuck. It's probably the reason yeah. he is like super uber into pre-production. <laughs> He's like, never, <laughs> ever, ever am I going through this again. Yeah, you know that that that's a very valid point because yeah, Fincher is really, really into pre-production. I mean, he is. Oh, extremely he plots thorough. his shit. <laughs> yeah, he ain't going through that again. His next film is Seven, and comparing this visually. You can see where he's pulling a lot from the the same styles. He uses mm-hmm. a lot of the same shots again, like well, I, I guess we talked about it a little angles, bit. Like they yeah. had, yeah, the low angle shots. They mean they he does that in seven all the time. Like you look at the car shots. Every fucking car shot in seven is a fucking low angle car shot. Almost, you can still see the Fincher that's going to be in this movie. Yeah, even with all the problems, which is know. really cool. Yeah, no, no, fuck, man, fin- any yeah. kind of Fincher you can get at all is I think is great. I think he's. I mean, I still think he's the, really talented. The, the problem this movie has is the writing. It's, and I don't yeah. even or know the if lack you of. can. I don't even know if you can blame the writers. If I mean, they're. It's like it's all the producers on this one. Yeah, I mean, well, the producers were the writers on this. It's like no, not well, all we're going with this story. No, we're going with this no. story. We're shooting today, but we're going with this story, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what the fuck do I write, guys? With all that cluster, with all that going on, there's going to be a certain point where you just start writing cliche stuff. Yep. I mean, it, it's inevitable. You're like, hey, man, we're 32 pages in. In the last script, we had a one-liner. Let's fucking put a one-liner here really quick. <laughs> I mean, you're going to start. the formula we had. Yeah, you're going to start just, the prisoners are going to start seeming a little cardboard. and Because uh-huh. you're, you're just trying to get something. Man, just from everything I've seen. I do feel like David Geiler was, and I don't know this for a fact, but from what I've seen and what I've heard other people say, I think David Geiler was the problem with Alien 3. Because he, he brings up several times on the on the documentary about how young David Fincher is. He constantly brings up that he does not trust all of his decisions. Is this the producer they fly in? No, no, that was the executive producer. He didn't respect... Anything Fincher had to say, and I, I don't understand why you hire somebody for their ideas and well, then you don't he's listen an older to him. Right? Yes, he is. Well, he, I mean, he's old school. So it's probably 70s, yeah, it's 60s. probably you know that fifties minds, fifties sixties mindset of the director's basically there to call cut and action. Uh-huh. But why would you give Ridley, you know, Ridley Scott and James Cameron so much freedom? Lower budgets. That's true. You know, that's that's a very valid point. I mean, you're you're making a movie that's considered, you know, like a low budget. We hope it does something. And now you've made aliens. Now you have this franchise, yeah. and you're looking to support the studio with it. You're gonna step in and be like, and that's okay. I guess that's true. I'm not being fair to him. That's okay. Yeah, that's a point. It, and as the producer, yeah. I mean, it is his job to make sure it's the movie he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make some money. <laughs> make, make some money. <laughs> Switching gears here, 
go- going back to a, a scene I, I did really want to talk about, I really, really, really love Ripley. She figures out that she has a, an alien queen inside of her body. I think I know what scene you're going to say. And she knows that the the alien that's on this prison planet is not going to kill her. You know, that the shot that we all we talked about and they've used it in the trailer and the marketing were like, oh, that's a badass shot. And the alien just pulls away from her. That's fucking anticlimactic. What the fuck is going on? Well, you know at that point, oh, she's got an alien in her. Really? Been, I did not know I, that. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's been coughing mm. and like not feeling well. Yeah, I caught all right away. Why would you kill off the star of your franchise? You're not going to do that. I didn't I, think they would kill her, but she, she I thought she, she, yeah, I thought yeah, she, she had said she wanted to be it. over with it. Every All the producers that listened to Sigourney Weaver's suggestions for Alien 3 and 4, those all were terrible. Scorny Weaver is not a writer. She's yeah. an actress. <laughs> what was what was her suggestions? What did I? Oh my god! Uh, well, she, that, that, she, she wanted to be killed. killed. That's her. She wanted to have sex with an alien. Yep. It was, it's wait, all... wait, why did she want to have sex with an alien? I don't know. I think she just thought well, it would be interesting. Yeah, her well, character. She, yeah. She was saying something like, you know, well, she wanted she to wanted try to it on Alien Three, but it didn't work. Well, I, she she was something. saying, you know, I have this like innate affection. My character would have this innate affection towards the alien because. I've been like you know frozen in this hyper cry whatever it is in this hyper yeah she fucking, does something like you know and like you no, know you the, it's the only You'd thing I know in my it. life <laughs> I lost my daughter everyone else around me dies this is the only thing that really kind of like gives me comfort now so I get the fuck it in the fourth one right I saw her part yeah. where she uh what'd she say she said you know a lot of times these writers don't know how to write Ripley but I think they you know they got it I'm like huh, I, I thought Ripley was better than the other two. <laughs> You're like, you don't yeah. know how to write Ripley, but everyone else does. But you know, but you're an awesome actress. The one scene where they do know to write, how to write Ripley is when she finds out she's got that alien, and she goes to Charles S. Dunton. Yep, saying I thought you were going to say. He's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. So she goes down. She starts going down in the basement. It's the only scene I saw as a kid where I remember being kind of terrified. Like, oh, man, where the fuck is the alien? And they do that trick. Where you think she's gonna kill the alien, and it's really just a pipe with a bunch of fucking roaches or lice or whatever the fuck. Oh in it. yeah, and yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, the alien's actually right behind, right behind you yeah, in yeah. the frame the entire time, and she's got this great line where she comes in. And she's like, "You've been in my life so long, I can't remember anything else. Now do something for me." It does wrap up like the the tone for this film, and it it almost connects this movie in in a, in a franchise formula to the other two. But it, see, to me, it just makes me wish they had more of that. There was more emotion in the Ripley send off because, like, yeah. you know, this is you know she has dealt with this for so long, and it's been so hard on her, and now she's gonna have to die. And it, yeah, it just it's like you know what could have been. Dude, to your to, yeah. to your earlier point, if they had. Uh, Forgone getting the fucking company men coming in, they may have had more of a chance to explore exactly what you're talking about right now. You know, yeah, better, yeah. better send off. Like that was a good six minutes, maybe, of those company guys in just there. dropping like, through and yeah, talking to fu- Oh, oh, no, no, hell on. One of them, I don't know if you guys can go frame by frame, but one of them is there with a video camera to document what's going on. I guess for the company, oh, and it's yeah. like a fucking be like a Betamax camera, and I'm like. Oh, God damn it, guys. It's in the fucking future. 
Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't use that whole like, oh, it's a prison planet and it's all backwards when it's the company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, fuck me, man, dude. Why yeah, do you I, have a fucking over the? And then it's always the extra, the dumb extra that no one teaches them to like. You got to put your as a shooter. You don't put your hand on top where the grip is when you're shooting. You put it inside the servo fucking zoom arm. I don't know, know, dude. Did you see the gloves that that guy had on? Those gloves were freaking like he had NASA gloves on his hands. I know, well, they could have given a, a NASA fucking servo zoom little arm or something, man. But all, no, all, that's true, dude. It's it's all in every movie. And it takes me off, man. Like even like Silence of the Lamp did it. Like all the reporters go up there and they're holding the camera from like the top, not from the side. Like I don't know a single news shooter that holds it from the fucking top when they're shooting. Let Ripley have her confrontation with the alien. She kills it, and then you know, like let the black guy still be alive, and he. You know, lowers her down, or she pushes her, or he's trying to talk her out of it, and she's like, "No, I gotta go." Or you promised, you know, something. Because the end is just so emotionally flat. Exactly. It, that that last act is it, it. It's missing so much. And they try to get that scare with that <sighs> jumping out. Like, do you think they were trying to get a scare with that, or do you think they were trying to like? I always thought they were just trying to make her like more badass before she died. Well, she's barely reacting to it. She's just oh, like, that's very true. I'm falling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. did not. I did not feel. Yeah, I wasn't true. even shedding a tear when that happened. Man, I was just like, "Fuck!" And it makes it really awkward that like she's not screaming when it breaks through her chest. She's just so serenely. Last act of the movie. I would. I would. I really want to talk about this. Where, regardless of of which version you watch, uh, if you watch the assembly cut, they have the alien trapped after the big explosion in the midsection of the movie where they're throwing chemical waste on the walls. They trap the alien, and then a man lets it loose, which is kind of cool. It doesn't matter. The, the alien is still out there, and they have to get rid of it. The company's coming in a couple hours. They decide that they're going to go be bait and run through corridors, push it into a... a like a mold. Yeah, and then throw lead dump, in it. Yeah, dump, dump, yeah, dump well, hot lead They're on getting it. it to chase them down certain hallways and then shutting off that hallway to get it to where it's trapped into that one place. Um, I think the running through the hallways is a good idea in concept. I mean, it could be very exciting, but visually, the characters look so much alike. You're shooting that kind of fast-paced action stuff. It's hard to follow who's who. Even though it's a cool-looking set, all the hallways look the same, so you start getting confused where you're at. Yes, and they were trying to remedy that with the actor, with the actors going like E A or whatever, like A one is blocked or whatever. But I was but like, that I was still yeah, confused mean as fuck. Shit so, to me, yeah. I'm like, where the fuck is that at? They have like you know a map like from Alien, and you can see them all running through the different hallways, like a grid, oh, like yeah. little beep beep beep, and you see yeah. you know in that hallway, just that one map would have cleared that. I agree, man. Yeah, you never do get a wide shot of like how this is laid out. No, it, or... it's just it's very confusing on who's letting, like who's in trouble. Is he gonna make it? Like you don't even know if there's a door. Or guys running towards. He's just running, and uh, but they tied their own hands by you know saying that we don't have any of the technology. We don't have much technology, so they can't show you a digital map of everybody being mapped through the tunnels. Yeah, but then maybe Ripley could have found it in her EEV or something like that when she went to do yeah. a little scan, you know? 
She'd be like, oh, look, hey, there's this other tool I have. It's fucking awesome, guys. I can beep, 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 boop, boop, the fucking alien. We're or the little MacGyver moment where we're like, okay, but we need to be able to monitor. I can pull the CPU out of Bishop. And- yeah. I understand what you guys are saying, but I feel like, I don't know. You would have had that inner cut to tell you, okay. I didn't need that map in Alien, and you could still get, you know what I mean? You still get, you still got, like. All right, well, but you had the, the map differently in Alien. It, yeah. Dallas' scene is the closest one to what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Oh, uh, okay. Right. It's okay. tunnels, right. and Ridley Scott put you that. You have a point there, he, sir. You know, he puts the map there, so you know. What's going on. Oh. Okay. It, I'm yeah. telling you, if you'd had a, if you'd had Ripley looking at some sort of indicator to show her where everybody's at and how it's constantly moving towards her, yep. that's true. Then you could have brought her into the scene and yeah. given it. Okay, yeah, okay. Or you could have at least fucking painted the hallways differently, and it would have made more sense when like yeah, that would help probably. You know, the guys like pulling it too soon, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh crap, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The alien's not quite there yet. You dipshit. But I didn't even know that because spatially, I, I, I thought he was closer to the alien when he did that. I had to like stop it and like rewind that whole scene two times just to get where they were. And then when they finally got there, I was like, oh, no, that guy really did fuck up. If now that I've seen it many times over, like I kind of maybe a little bit understand what's going on. But I agree with, with Vincent on that part, man. That could have been an awesome, awesome, like, I guess production design execution could have been a lot better than the way it was on this. And I don't mean by, yeah, I mean by, like, colorings and sh- I don't know. See, this one you were saying earlier that you didn't like the, uh, you didn't like the editing. I mean, I don't think it's the editing. I think I think it's the, the footage that they shot. I don't know. I just, but the footage they shot, it's, it's going to be confusing. Well, the only other way you can do it is you have a walkthrough. And you can't have a walkthrough. Like, if it was, a, you know, an action movie and they're setting up the bombs for... The yeah. Germans, then you would have the soldiers at each p- specific door, and mm-hmm. you know there'd be some visual something there that makes this place look different. And okay, once he gets here, you're going to shut this door and you're going to turn left. Do not turn right. That runs you into the gas chamber. So you would have, you know, Brad Pitt would walk you through each yeah, you had, stop. Yeah, yeah, you had like an audience surrogate that that explained that to and you. And then when the action starts, okay. you you have those moments that you know where you're at. But in this, we, didn't we have don't. That, no. And it, they all look sort of the same. And, and and then I went like, wait, how the fuck did you guys come up with the plan then, too? Because, like, I didn't get that. I'm like, damn, you guys, like, telekinesis that shit to your brains? Like, how the fuck did that happen? They vaguely went over it. They're like, hey, yeah, but it was- we're going to go dump some this thing in some hot lead. What are we going to do? I don't know. Just what chase them out there. Bait? Cut to we're in the corridor. <laughs> and then how they killed it just completely. Like, I, I, had, fuck, I had to ask you. Oh yeah, uh, with did, the, with did, the water did, or what? Did you get how they killed the alien? Well, yeah, they they dumped the metal thing on it, and it's got the compound covered all over it, and then it shots up, it shoots up, and then Ripley goes and puts the water on it, so you cool it, so it, it explodes you. Yeah, yeah, it's like regular physics. We do that with cars here. If we want to fucking do that, they have like a quick, quick, quick. It's out of the bucket. It, yeah, they have the bucket. I, mean, shot, I don't know. I guess I was just in the fire scene, and then like the yeah. sprinklers come on, and the bucket cracks. Yeah, he's too I, hot. The too cold water hits him. The I don't know. In my brain, I guess the, the first thing I thought is that this living creature can survive liquid molted lava. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, it I just mean, can't uh, take temperature changes. <laughs> but, well, no, but no, that's but, a pretty drastic no, temperature no, but, but, change like, from room temperature yeah. to eighteen hundred degrees is a pretty drastic temperature change. Yeah, but like, like Not even like those even, cold showers. Even, yeah, but yeah, right. But like, <laughs> even with that molten lava, like scientifically speaking, that's how they quickly harden it. Because if you let it dry on its own, if you let it like cool down on its own, it won't have the same. Um, like qualities that it would have. It's kind of like with steel almost. You know, you heat it up really quick when you're doing a sword. You really, really get it hot. You hammer it a couple times and you put it down so it can hold that form. And so it's the same thing. It got in there, room temperature, 1800 degrees. It got really, really hot. It still jumped up because I guess it's resilient enough. But as soon as that water hit it, like the reaction, the, the compound reaction finally happened and it just poof, exploded. I don't know. The part that if it's hot enough to melt metal, it would melt alien flesh. Alien flesh. I also think and it's part. Hey, we want to stay away from Terminator Two shit. Oh yeah, Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah. Because it just dissolves in that, before. and they're like, yeah, let's let's add one more thing to it. Let's make it very scientifically accurate. Well, no, I think that was more to do with uh, actually Ripley's death and the creatures kill though. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I, but... I, I think that I think they went back and reshot uh, uh, Ripley's death because of Terminator Two. I don't. I don't think it was because of the creature kill. Skullcap that you guys are talking about, they specifically in the documentary did talk about how they had to pay her forty thousand dollars, and when she came back. That was one of the scenes they shot with her. Yeah, because reshot with her. You have to realize when they left Pinewood Studios, they left without an end to this movie. I know. Yeah, they had to edit it, then come up with the end. Yeah, that's that. Isn't that insane? Like yeah. you, you, you leave. can't do that nowadays. Your career will be fucking destroyed. We've talked about this at length, but guys, closing thoughts. If you have extra time on your hands and you love Fincher, watch it. If you're like an aspiring director and you're like, oh, I just, someone was dumb enough to give me like $50 million to make a film. It's your first film. Watch it. You'll learn what not to do and what you should do developing your style. It's it's not bad. Like, I know I ripped on it. I sound fucking hypocritical as fuck right now. I ripped on it a lot, but it's it's not a bad movie as is. But again, it broke my heart as a franchise. Um, but the redeeming quality is it was fucking David Fincher film, and you got to see his techniques like develop. Like that's a privilege almost, you know, because most other directors that have a unique technique, most of those films that they developed him on are like obscure. And you can't find them anywhere. Yeah, I don't know, man. Alien Three is a film I really hated in the beginning, and I've just. I, mean, I have really grown to love this movie. I, I I do like it. I watch it yearly. I'm a completist, so every every time I watch Alien or Aliens, I have I I gotta watch Alien Three. Yeah, the story is inconsistent. It's not the best. It's not a good sequel to Aliens or Alien. It it doesn't fit in the trilogy to me. It's a movie that deserves a second watch. I do understand why everybody hates this movie, though. I mean, like, every Alien fan I have ever talked to is like, God damn, man, fucking Alien 3 is shit. And then Alien Resurrection came out, and we don't feel so bad about Alien 3 anymore. <laughs> but That's like the Bush and Trump fucking effect, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it still is fucking bad. Exactly. It it's, like, it. it's like, ah, oh, you know, this is like George Bush. Yeah. 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 No, no, it's, it's, no, dude, come on, it's not that bad. Alien 3 is a good movie. It yeah. is enjoyable. I do want to know how it ends. I think it's an interesting study to look at in this franchise. It went from, you know, these smaller movies that, you know, sort of their purpose is to tell a really good story so that in hopes that they make some money 
And then in this one, it turns into the tentpole pitcher. You know, just the bigger idea becomes the the kind of the principle in to make you know to try to make money. And it, I think it it loses track of that just that elemental thing that which made the other two work is the story. You know, smaller films end up into a franchise and they get a they get a bigger bigger budget. Then suddenly things start going south because you're kind of losing track with what made the other movies work. Guys, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Movie Crew Pod. Benson, where can people follow you, sir? At J. Edward Benson on Twitter. Wahid, where uh, can they follow you? Any kind of social media platform at WA Films. Guys, we're going to close out the show with some of... Elliot Goldenthal's amazing score, so says me. Uh, we're gonna play track. We're gonna play track three, "The Beast Within," and track number twelve, "The Dragon," from the Alien Three soundtrack. Enjoy.